life hasn't always followed the normal path. We will take you on this journey into spiritual practices and holistic therapies outside the norm. My mission is to demystify these powerful ancient tools for transformation through intimate conversations with masters, healers, and teachers. We will confront the myths and the rumors about the woo practices so we can break through to genuine understanding and authentic engagement. So glad you have joined us. Now, let's go into the woo. We are recording. So we're going to start all the way to the beginning. You're the madrina of women entrepreneurs in Miami. Hello and welcome to Into the Woo. Today we have the Gabby Guzman here with us. She is one of my favorite people in the world as well as a business coach and the godmother of Las Camadres. Um, she is a master of building community and helping women really find their purpose. So welcome, Gabby. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so how did you become the godmother, my friend? Oh, that's funny. Um, I mean, honestly, our friend Patty said these words to me last summer. She came over and she just said, you're the madrina of women entrepreneurs in Miami, which madrina is godmother in Spanish. And I was like, oh my God, I think that's accurate. Um, <laughs> I think it's so funny that it took you this long to realize it. Oh, a hundred percent. So it's, it's one of those things, you know, like it's like everybody needs help with their own thing. You know, I think I had been doing the thing for very long, but I had not um, named it or, or like identified it very well, but it was already happening. And I think it's, I've been thinking a lot about that word lately, and I happen to be really lucky that I have a really wonderful godmother, who's also my aunt, and she's always been the person that I can come to with whatever I'm going through, the person that would never judge me, like the person that gives the best hugs and is super fun. So I very much associate with the term, and I am so happy to claim it. <laughs> All right, so tell us exactly what you do and what it is, what it all is, what Las Comadres is, what your masterminds are. Yes. Tell so us about you. I, um, one of the best ways I've come to understand and explain what it is that I do is that I, I work with women and I help them get clear and get brave so they can start the businesses they really want to start and, and do what they really want to do. And I found that there's two major elements that need to be present in order for that to happen well for women. One of them is a soulful, spiritual connection to their mission and their purpose. And the other is a sense of community with other women. So that's woven into everything I do, whether it's masterminds, whether it's the Las Comadres membership community. So that's in a nutshell kind of the story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you did not always bring the woo into your business. You no. kept these things very like separate for a little yeah. while. What made it happen? How well, did the woo get in? The woo was always in me. Right. I did not realize how much I could bring the woo into my work. And I remember when I started hosting one-on-one uh, -on -one strategy sessions at the very beginning, kind of like early 2016, and I decided to start them with a meditation. And I had women go through a creative exercise before we dove into the work and tap into their intuition. And I just knew that people were crying in the middle of the strategy sessions for the best reasons, right? For reasons of like waking up and realizing things. But I, I didn't know 
how I was holding space for that already and that that was already present and happening. And so later that year, I started exploring, I feel like I, I needed a specific channel to start exploring my woo. And I have always been really fascinated by feng shui. And I started really diving into the world of energy work and what it means and how to work with energy. And um, from then on, I started bringing feng shui as a service in my business. And I feel like over time, I woke up one day and my worlds had merged where I was deep into the woo, hosting masterminds with ceremony, talking about rituals and shadow work. And I don't really know how it all happened, but it just kind of organically, you know, was woven in together and it's awesome. It is awesome. And your masterminds are always so good and soulful and the ability to get people to go deep quickly is always so interesting. I feel like there's you know, a lot of times these things are seen in this very like business way, like, oh, we're going to show our best part, right? Our forward, whatever. And somehow by starting with meditation and setting that intention, all of a sudden people are like, you're showing all of themselves. Yeah. And I remember that was one of the things that I was most excited about when becoming an entrepreneur four years ago is that I didn't have to pretend to be anything anymore. I didn't have to ask a boss for permission to show up a certain way. I could curse if I wanted to. I could wear whatever I want. You could have pink hair if you want to, you know, like all of these things that are part of us and how we show up in the world as entrepreneurs, we can bring all of us into how we make a living. And that's really amazing. Do you think women have a harder time with this than men? In entrepreneurship? I don't know. And maybe entrepreneurship or life, like there's definitely, I think for women, a point when they step into themselves. A hundred percent. I have found it fascinating because I have been, as I said, I, it wasn't a conscious decision, sort of like the woo, the woo found me. I didn't find the woo. And, um, and, and it just started flowing through in my words and my masterminds. I know for certain there are women that have walked into this home for a mastermind with no idea what to expect, had never seen a Palo Santo stick in their life and never heard anybody talk about energy, but they felt safe and they felt that they were in a safe space. And I do believe that there is something in us as women that recognizes and remembers this, even if it's not from this lifetime, or or there's something very intuitive and beautiful that is like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I don't even have to logically and rationally understand why, but my heart is telling me that I need to be sitting here right now. And that's enough. And that's cool. (laughs) And it's so good because in it, you're like building the community, building this very safe space. And is that how Las Comadres was born? Yeah, I think that Las Comadres was really born out of finally listening (laughs) to a calling and also listening to all the women that I had been working with who were constantly telling me how amazing it was when we all got together, how the magic just happened. They left inspired and excited, but then it was over and the, the gatherings felt random and not consistent. And I knew that we needed structure. We needed a, a space and a platform where we could, that we could always count on. 
that we knew was, would, was always going to be there where you could be more or less involved, but no matter what you were going through, know that you had a crew of women that had your back. And that was really the intention behind it. You have definitely set that intention, followed through with that intention. And I think that, you know, going forward, it's just getting bigger. Do you think that it's something that is um, more needed now than ever? Or is it like, is there a lack of this? Like, because it seems so different from so many other things. Yeah. I mean, one of the things about Las Comadres is that I really wanted to make it about community. It wasn't a platform for me to put out content, for example. It's not about me. It's about all the women. And every time that um, I have a strategic meeting or even talking to you guys about what it could be, how it could continue to grow, it's really about how do the comadres take on more of a leadership role? How do they make the space into what you want it to be? Um, I think at the end of the day, though, if we look at just general trends, more women are starting businesses. Um, I think that the workforce, like quote unquote official corporate workforce, it's probably going to take another 50 years for them to catch up to what we're doing. I mean, to be totally honest. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I find so many women that used to work in corporate, myself included, that just got tired of waiting to have the the flexibility that we wanted in our lives, that to have the, the being able to be fully creative in our work, the being compensated in an equitable way for what we bring to the table. And so many women are saying, you know what, F it, I'm going to go and start it myself. And they do. Yeah. So, yeah. And they do it so well. Like, it's always amazing how when you can step into your true self, how you can like all of a sudden see the person that's been working in an agency or working sort of behind the scenes, like step into their full power. A hundred percent. And, you know, really shine in the things that they love to do and not be forced to do the things they don't really want to do. Exactly. Exactly. It's really interesting to me. I mean, I've had conversations with my parents and older relatives where this idea of doing something that you loved for a living was this unattainable dream that you shouldn't even entertain that much because that's not really ever going to happen like get a nice hobby do it on the weekends and then you work hard at something that's going to make you money during the week like with this sense of sacrifice and just like giving of yourself and at the expense of other important things in your life at the expense of your sanity at the expense of your happiness and it doesn't have to be that way anymore. And they, it's, it's like, I, I think more people are waking up to that. Do you think the internet has just like turned it up tenfold? Like, oh, what, is that, that's like the big game changer? I think in so many ways, right? Like we are able to, with the internet, discover people that are doing things that are incredible that we could say, hey, I could do something like that or, or learn about anything we want or share who we are and our products and services with anybody in the world. And so I think it's really kind of exponentially exploded what was already happening. Yeah. Right? No, it's, it's always interesting to me to see like what women gravitate towards, what what the newer things are that are coming, like how, how it's shifting, right? Like yeah. I'm seeing kind of the, 
the ability of these people that want to work in a way that's slightly different than the, I guess, norm. Mm -hmm. And then how, once you shift it over to like, you can do whatever you want, that makes a big difference, right? Yeah. Like the, the, the shifting into like, well, what's your dream? How do you want to see it? And then the stepping into that is sort of where the magic happens. A hundred percent. And and even just, I see the women just like start to get a little taste of what life could be like. And I see them kind of, my coach has this word that she uses a lot, like recalibrating. Like you literally witness somebody recalibrating until they get to the point where they're believing it for themselves as well. It's just really magical. So when you uh, see the recalibration happening, is this like the best part of the day? <laughs> it is. It is. I... I heard a coach recently say one of the funniest things. This is after like a three-day, very immersive coaching and like teaching experience. And at the end, people were getting up and giving testimonials to what they were going to change in their lives and, and what they had already changed even in those three days. And the guy gets up and said, this is the most fun you can have with your clothes on as a coach. <laughs> like sitting here and witness these stories and like seeing the impact you've made. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. So good. I know there is something so great about like that feeling of like, oh, I've helped turn that person just yeah. a little so that they can make this giant change and yeah. like witnessing like their full self. A hundred percent. Yeah. So in community and raising this like shifting sort of the idea of like competition and shifting the sort of old way of doing it. What are your, what are your outlooks for the community that you're building? Like, what is, what do you see happening? I mean, I, one of the things that I am so grateful that I had the wisdom to do was get the hell out of the way. Um, I think that I love the way that this community has become, a, I, I hold space for it. I, I, you know, when we start, I was like, this is our manifesto. This are the things that we stand for. But I am also very much trusting that how I'm showing up in the world is attracting a certain kind of woman that identifies with those values and identifies with that way of living where the collaborations are happening organically and exponentially. Like the way that people are hiring, you know, we, the other day we asked for stories of people um, just of the, la the first three months of Las Comadres. And there were so many people that shared something, but they tagged like literally eight or nine of the other women in their posts because it was like, I had a conversation with so-and-so that changed my life. And then I hired so-and-so for my website. And then I had a strategy session with you. And then I know I'm going to change my website with her and sitting with you for coffee. And it was just like seeing how women are taking full advantage of that community and communing with each other and connecting with each other from that place of collaboration there. I know several designers in the group that are now actively referring business to each other because I think that one of the beautiful things that happens when we are in a true sisterhood is that we are able to see ourselves more clearly. And when we are able to see ourselves more clearly, we are able to see the freaking magic and incomparable beauty that we already have. And then you are in a place of abundance that you are, not, you are coming to it, understanding that there is plenty for all of us. And that in coming together, we're actually going to raise each other up. It's really not just some cliche slogan. It, it actually does happen. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's always like, I was reading through those testimonials the other day and I was like, like in my own experience in the group, I have found a designer. I have found, Mm -hmm. I have got some coaching clients like for me, I have gotten, I've referred four or five of the different healers. I've gone to a couple of the healers, like, and every time I'm like, Oh, I'm part of this. It's like, it's a feeling of like, oh, this is so great to be able to be like, oh, I have this client situation over here and I can't solve it, but I have this team of people Mm -hmm. that I can be like, you go to this person and then you come back to me. You go to this person and then you, then we'll sort this thing out. And like the ability to be like, oh, I need some help with money. Okay. We have three accountants. Okay. It's so good to be able to really be able to look at your positives and your negatives and be able to be like, oh, this is easy to solve. Yeah. And I think that like that, that part of community has been maybe difficult to find until now. Yeah. And I think that it honestly was just a matter of somebody bringing it together because I think that these wonderful women were all walking around life, you know, here in Miami, we just, somebody had to bring it together. Somebody had to say, here, come hang out here. Um, And that was very much, I mean, I, I can honestly say this is as close to like a call as I have ever had in my life. It was like, oh, okay. I guess I, I guess I get to do this now. Okay. Like, (laughs) let me just Stop being so terrified of it because it's so beautiful and I will make it happen. <laughs> the universe was not fucking with subtlety. Oh, they were not right? fucking around. They were like, no. yep, it was like, you're going to do this. And you were like, ah, you're going to do this. You're like, oh. I was like, give me a moment. <laughs> I'll be right with I you. I have to do this right now. <laughs> How about I think totally. about, no, you're just going to. Totally. So good. So how did you, okay. So you came through like the woo from feng shui, but like, what are some of the other modalities that have kind of helped you slide yourself over that woo bridge? Oh my God. Well, this year has been especially powerful for my woo. So this year I um, took a Reiki certification that honestly changed my life. It was, it's this woman from Chile, they, they call it Unitarian Reiki, but it was a weekend long thing. I can honestly say that that has changed every, I have applied what I learned that weekend every day of my life since. Wow. Really powerful. Um, so much about grounding and about protecting the energy, not only of myself, but of my home and of the space and of the women that I create here. Like really making conscious everything that is happening energetically in this space Um, and with me at any given moment. So that was really powerful. And as you know, so Jamie and I have been part of a really magical sisterhood and circle for the entire year where we have been exploring everything from ancestral wounds and traumas to the concept of death and uh, the patriarchy and stepping into our magic and our power. And it's been a really, you know, we get together on the full moon and the new moon and it's just been a really nice support system. I feel like I knew intuitively that this year would be a lot of shifts in that regard for me and that I needed that kind of support throughout. 
I think the best part about that is, is that we all signed up to it and we had no idea what we were signing up for. Oh, a hundred percent. None of us. Like every person I talked to from this, I'm like, do you know what we were getting into? No, no. I don't even know if uh, Kat, Dr. Kat knew what we were doing. Like, it was just like, we're going to bring this together. (laughs) And what a beautiful testament to trust and to, you know, because we all trust Kat. And, and if she was bringing women together, we knew we wanted to be part of that. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, that's fine. <laughs> There's some things in life that don't need a sales page. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Totally. Any other massive uh, shifts? So you, the biggest shifts have been this year. I think the biggest shifts have been this year. Yeah. Like when I really think about it. Like this I mean, the, the beginning of like someone mentioned the other day that there was a winter Olympics this year. Oh, that's right. I think we were there for the same conversation. We were like, and I was like, wait, what? Like that was January. That was so long ago. Yeah. Somehow short. This year, as we were talking about it, it feels like it went by in a flash, but also when I look back at what happened, even in the summer, it feels like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like so much has happened, but yeah, I think that this is the year, you know, I also started working with a coach who goes by the modern money, Witch. Um, and so I have been really diving into, um, it's really cool because I feel like I finally, um, got to a lot of my money mindset things. And I knew that the way for me to get into it was through the woo. Cause this is how, this is my favorite learn to, way to learn about life. Right. And so build, bringing ritual into my attracting, manifesting, keeping, investing, I'm thinking about money, like making it a ritual and making it um, part of a spiritual practice feels super yummy to me. It doesn't feel like spreadsheets um, or or scary bank accounts. And so I decided that that's the way that I was going to, that I was going to get over my money shit. (laughs) The The thing that switched money into like the positive for me is when someone said, money is just energy. I was like, yeah. Oh, that I can deal with. Money's scary. Energy. I got energy, man. No problem. Every day. A hundred percent. I have a poster here that says money is energy. I look money at Money is energy. Day. And like the ability, I think, you know, to have this idea that it's scary and it's out there and, you know, you don't want to even deal with it is like the story that so many women tell themselves. And then yeah. actually like turn and face it. You're like, oh, okay, I can do this. This isn't as hard as I thought. Like, but you got to like actually put some energy into it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we got the money witch coach. (laughs) We got Reiki. We got the cat circle. Yes. A lot this year. There's been a lot this year. Any other massive changes? Well, the other thing that I did, which is interesting because it's not particularly business related, but it's noteworthy is I went through a really big breakup this year and I hired a friend of ours, Nikki Novo, who is a medium. As I a just interviewed coach. her. She's coming up on the podcast. Uh-huh. And so um, I, I, I think that it's worth noting because as we were talking about earlier, you know, when we come together as a community and as women entrepreneurs, we are bringing all of who we are. Mm-hmm. We're also talking about all different kinds of aspects of our lives from motherhood to um, friendship to family to relationships. 
And I know for a long time, for several months after that breakup, I was sort of reimagining what relationship was to me and the kind of man I really wanted to be with. And that was to and like doing some serious, serious shadow work around it. And that was taking up a good chunk of time and energy in my life that obviously affected my business as well. So I know, I think it was worthwhile and it was important for me to do that work and it was necessary. And I'm glad that I had Nikki to go through it, but it's so interesting because so many of the lessons are, you know, the same lessons. It's just that some of us have a difficulty applying them in one place versus another. You well, know? it's the idea that like these things are separate. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at like your life in a wheel, right? Like they're all attached. Yeah, they're all attached. Like whatever's happening over here is going to affect what happens over here. Like there's no totally. way around. And I think that that's kind of, you know, what happens in business, right? There's this idea of like, this is the business me in this lovely little box, right? But like around you is your whole life, like your kids and your husband and your boyfriend and your this and your life and your parents. And, and it's all coming around you and you're supposed to be like, it's fine. Yep. yep. This is great, you know, and to be able to like let those things in and be yeah. like, oh, I'm going to deal with this and this is going to run and then I'm going to make this run better. And then I'm going to deal with this thing and keep moving the things so that you can up-level all pieces of it. Completely, completely. And and I do know that there are so many women that still feel very fragmented. They feel like the different pieces of their life are very compartmentalized. And I knew, I think inherently I knew that I was, the last few years I've been sort of walking in a path towards combining all of who I am and just showing up as all of me every time. But I remember growing up, my mom had a corporate job and she would, when she would get home and like take off the pantyhose and the heels and you know, it's like the eighties and the shoulder pads or whatever. She oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I have the same vision of my mother. Oh, as 100%. But she would joke around about taking off the costume. Mm. She had just taken off the costume of her day to day. And I think when you have that more, um, that persona that you've created for this corporate gig, it's it's easier to compartmentalize because you you kind of like leave a space and you come home and you're when you're in that space you're working on somebody else's rules. Um, yeah. If you're lucky, you're not, but most people are. Most people are just kind of signing up to be this thing that they're not sure is who they are. And and for some people that's perfectly fine. And for some people they really feel a sense of anxiety and and in frustration around living that way day to day and they want more. Oh yeah. I think that like what ends up happening is like that when we tried to fit into the male model, right? Like go to work, put on a suit, you know, do all the things in that way. It's like now the children of those women are like, wait, 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 do we really have to do it that way? Like exactly. I still have to do all these other things. Like, how can yeah. we make this work for me? And like, yeah. And seeing it, I think also seeing our mothers do that, seeing our mothers coming in at six thirty, out of their minds because they've yeah. been like in the costume all day. Yeah. And then having to really do that work of like shedding the costume. Yes. Which is yeah. good. 
It is good to see the feminine kind of showing back up in a hundred percent. And, and I love this conversation because it is about redefining. I still very much consider myself a feminist. Um, and I am excited to see that de definition of that word become more inclusive of other different kinds of women's experience. I am excited to see the definition of that word not be framed as just getting whatever life men had because their lives kind of sucked. Yeah, I don't really you want know? to live like, that way. That's, not, that that's not my goal. <laughs> that is not my goal. Like, it, I don't know. It's, it's almost like the people that are, I don't know if somebody that's like, I like, like, I don't believe in God, but I'm going to, I know I don't believe in like a Christian God, but I'm going to go worship the devil. And it's like, wait a second, you're working on the fa same framework. Like, why don't you just like pick a whole different framework, you know, like, so like, it's, it's about getting out of that mentality and, and seeing it with fresh eyes and trusting that we can still be in support of other women, that we can still be uplifting women, but we can think about how we do it in a different way. Yeah in a more holistic way and in a way that brings us more joy and not just kind of, Oh, and now I have accomplished the life of a dude. Yeah. No, but and I'm I think that the thing that's interesting is that we can also pull the dudes along with us. A hundred percent. And I think they want to come. No, I have a male client that said to me one day he was like, and he's banker, like the whole nine, like Sue tie yeah. goes to work. And he was like, Sometimes I wish I could just like be a female entrepreneur. And I was like, oh, this wow. is like a, I was like, oh, this is like seen as a alternative in a way that's like sexy now, as opposed yep. to like, oh, she just has a little side gig, you know, like he Dude, was like, I've had so many guy friends be like, I wish I could come to your event. <laughs> so like, we're going to have to make a co-ed one one day. <laughs> we'll make a, I think the co-ed is like as the men see how good it is over here I think they're gonna start wanting to I mean there is a shift there's definitely yeah, a shift sure. in corporate America but I think for it's sure. obviously slower and obviously not gonna move as quickly but it's super interesting to see like oh that is now seen as like the thing as opposed to like the thing you want to, you're like, oh, I don't even want to tell people I'm an entrepreneur. Exactly. Or, or like that, that actually men are aspiring to something other than being some Wall Street hotshot with all this money and no life. Yeah. You know, that, that, I mean, I'm very encouraged by millennials. I, I, always, oh, yeah. I always consider myself like the youngest Gen Xer, but I, <laughs> I don't consider myself a millennial, but I, I am very encouraged by millennials having a more nuanced view of what success even means. Oh, you know? and definitely. And I think that there's that shift, right? Like at the like end of the millennials and the beginning, yeah. the beginning of the millennials and the end of the Gen Xers, where I think we really saw our parents doing all the things and being like, mm, I don't know. I don't know that I want that. It doesn't look so good. Yeah. I don't want to do it that way. And, you know, like, I know a lot of guys, they want to be around more for their kids. They want to be, they want to have the same kind of flexibility. I think that women are like, okay, it's not working this way. I'm going to go into something yep. that's this. And the guys are like, wait, 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 that sounds like a good idea. You know, they're like, like I want that too. Oh, wait, I could take paternity leave. Oh, I can actually hang out with my kids. Oh, they can know me as a human. Like, this is yes. great. For everybody. Yes.
for everybody. So yeah, I think that sometimes like the feminist view is seen a little bit in the like negative, but I think it's like the idea that we can all like come to the middle. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we all don't have to be shifted all the way over here. Like, including everybody. the men. Including yeah. the men. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. The men need to come everybody with this man. Way more better over here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So my final question for you is, what is the one thing that you are going to do in 2019 that scares you? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to say it out loud in a podcast, Jamie. What are you doing to me? Of course. Come on now. So I am going to launch... I'm recording my face right now. I'm going to launch online courses in 2019. Nice. I don't yet know exactly what they are going to be, but I have. See, I've shied away from this for a very long time, partly because I just really dig in-person things. And this year, I hosted my first online mastermind, and it was absolutely magical. I convinced myself and that about the space that I can hold through a Zoom conference call. And I realized how possible it is to, to really connect with somebody through this medium. And so I think that I am finally, I just brought somebody on my team who is really familiar with all of these tools and all of these techie things that used to intimidate the hell out of me. But now I just have somebody to support me in that. And so I am still scared, but I am going to do it. And Good. that is the thing that I am doing in 2019. <laughs> See, now you said it live. You got to just do it. Now I got to do it. Now it's out there. <laughs> all right. So for all the people that want to find you, where do you hang out most? Instagram for sure. At mm -hmm. the Gabby Guzman. That's G-A-B-Y-G-U-Z-M-A-N and at GabbyGuzman.com. Very nice. It, all this will be in the show notes. Um, this will be launching in January. So if you are interested in the Las Comadres, they open quarterly and it is a great community in person for the people in Miami, but also online. We have people from all over the place and it is the online people are building and creating really cool things. So thank you, Gabby, for being on thank and you. we will see you next time. Bye.